0: Hi, my name is Sarah, and I'm from the blog, Short Stories. Today, I'm going to narrate one of my short stories. It's called Silver Hearts Part 4. After the memorial ended, everyone headed home, while a few students and teachers stayed behind to clean up the gym. I'm going to head home. I have basketball practice tomorrow. Babe, want me to give you a ride back home? Ned asked Beth. Beth shook her head and said, No thanks, babe. I think I'm going to go home with Layla. Both of us can take the last pass back home with Peter. We have to discuss something. Okay, how about you guys? Want me to give you a ride home? Ned asked Nancy and Fred. Both said no, as well as they wanted to talk more about the murders. After Nat left the gym and drove back home, Beth asked Peter if she could have a few minutes alone with Layla and pulled her aside. So, what happened? Tell me everything. Leila waited till Peter went off to help some of the students clean the gym off later before she said, Well, we met out after you texted me. I asked him if he liked hanging out with me and both of us realized that we liked each other. Beth grew, and Leila told her to calm down as she saw Peter and a few other students look in their direction. What happened next? Yes, I knew he liked you, Beth whispered happily. Leila smiled, but her expression changed as she said, we were making out and it felt like time had stopped, but then my parents came home and we got into a fight about me bringing home Peter. They said that I should have learned my lesson after Brian pranked me. Beth's smile faltered as she heard this. Oh, I guess they do kind of have a point. You only met Brian once, at the party, but do they know that Peter is not like him? She asked later. Leah looked down and replied, yes. I told them that, but my mom still insisted that she didn't like me hanging out with Peter. After that, I decided to leave home early to avoid talking to them. They treated me like I was a child, like I was too naive or something. Just because I don't know boys that well, doesn't mean that I'm an idiot. I trust Peter. Beth frowned and was about to say something when Peter interjected. I heard my name. What are you guys talking about? Oh, nothing. Just some homework stuff, Leila said nonchalantly. Beth looked at Ella who gave her a look. Beth gave Peter a charming smile and said, Yeah, we were just talking about history class. Okay, Peter said with a expression. Shall we head home then? I just finished helping clean up. Nancy and Fred, told us to go home first. They're still discussing about Brian and Sarah, in continuum. All three of them got on the bus, and Beth sat in the seat behind Nila and Peter. How are Nancy and Fred going to head home? Isn't this the last bus? Beth asked Peter. Oh! Nancy said that Fred was going to give her a ride back home. Since they're headed in the same direction, Peter replied. Wow, Nancy and Fred, who would have thought that they would hit it off. They're so different from each other, Beth said. Leila chuckled and said, Don't start teasing them, or they might start to avoid us at lunchtime. So, Leila, meet you at the library tomorrow then? For our literature project? Peters asked. Yeah, see you tomorrow, Leila replied and smiled. As Leila and Beth were reaching their stop, Peter started to lean closer to Leila. Both of them glanced at Beth, who got the message and looked down at her phone as they kissed each other. When they got off the bus, Leila couldn't stop beaming as Beth cheered. Woohoo! Leila finally got a boyfriend. Now we can double date. And it won't just be us three on Friday night. Leila laughed and said, Quiet down or the neighbors might start to shout at us. After Lena waved goodbye to Beth, she walked home and her shoulders slouched and she remembered the fight with her parents. She saw that the lights were turned off upstairs and slowly opened the door to find the kitchen light turned on. There was a yellow post-it note on the fridge from her mother. It said, your dad and I have to wake up early tomorrow, so we are going to sleep. Left you some lasagna in the fridge if you feel hungry. Good night, mum. Leela sighed and was relieved that she didn't have to face her parents after the memorial. She felt guilty about the way she acted, and didn't know how to apologize to them. Plus she was still quite hurt that they didn't trust her judgement. She took out the leftover lasana and put it in a microwave. As she ate her late supper, the day caught up to her and she started feeling tired. It was only 10pm, but Leda's eyes started to droop as she finished the last bite of lasagna, She washed her hands and turned off the kitchen light as she dragged her body up the stairs, she changed into her pajamas and brushed her teeth before flopping onto her bed. She woke up at 3 am as she heard knocking on her window. She yelped as she turned on her bedside lamp and saw a face in her window. As her eyes focused, she could see that it was Adam. He must have climbed up from the trellis near my window and onto the roof, he laughed thought, as she slid open her window. Adam bumbled into her room as he tried to fit his body through her small window. He brushed the dust off his white-coloured hoodie and jeans. Adam, what are you doing? It's 3 a.m. ''Oh, and why are you sneaking into my room?'' Naila whispered. ''Sorry about that. I didn't mean to scare you. I just didn't want to wake your parents. Because I didn't want to cause any trouble. I need to talk to you about something important,'' Adam said apologetically. ''Couldn't this wait till tomorrow?'' Naila asked, and she let out a soft yawn. ''It could, but I was too excited to wait till tomorrow. I have been doing some research,'' And I found out something interesting about our town," he said enthusiastically. Leila noticed the eye under his eyes, and his hair, as it was slightly rumpled. How long have you been researching?" she asked. "Oh, since ten 30 Adam replied. "Maybe you should get some rest." "Don't you have to go to university tomorrow?" Leila asked. Adam shook his head and said, "I don't have any classes tomorrow, but..." On to important matters at hand. I was curious about the talk of wolf killings in our town. And I went to the library in Salem to do some research after my last class. I found out that there were wolf sightings in our town 15 years ago. Except that our town was not as well developed then. And there was no one living nearby the woods. A few forest animals were killed brutally. There were some rumors they came from another town and must have wandered in but the rangers never managed to catch the wolves on top of that the rangers said the tracks stopped nearby a ruin in the same woods where brian and sarah were killed it was forgotten by our town after the mayor issued a statement that said the rangers got it wrong and that it was a coyote tracks and that it was coyote tracks that they found instead of both tracks. After that, the case was covered up and no one talked about it. This is the second time this has happened. But the first time a person from a town was killed. And they were killed the same way. The forest animals were killed. Wow. Okay, so why is this important? Elan asked. At that time, the forest rangers said that they met some out-of-towners that looked like they came from a medieval play or something. They were wearing old-fashioned clothes and acted weird, like they would talk like they were from Old England or something. And the rangers approached them. does not this seem suspicious? I heard from Tess that a new person recently moved into our town and that he's attending Red Fox High. The killing started happening when he showed up. And Tess said that when she first talked to him, he said some old-fashioned words as he introduced himself. Adam continued. Lila looked puzzled, but then realization dawned on her face as she remembered that Peter had just recently moved into town. Wait, are you talking about Peter? He just moved into town, Lila said. Oh, yes, Peter Hollow. Tess mentioned that you knew him. And that's why I needed to talk to you. I think you should stay away from Peter. He might be dangerous, Adam said. They scoffed and said, But those people appeared 50 years ago. And Peter may be a bit odd sometimes. But he doesn't seem like a dangerous type. He's sweet and thoughtful. Plus, what do the sightings of those people got to do with the wolf killings? Adam scratched his head and said, I'm not sure. Maybe they brought in illegal wolves as pets or something. Or maybe they are serial killers who like to kill things and cover it up as animal killings. I don't know. But something tells me that Peter may be like them. Anyway, just be careful. I heard that you two were close. Just wanted to warn you. Leela rolled her eyes. She sighed and said, Don't worry. I won't let him yell me into the woods, just like Brian did. Plus, I think I know when a guy is decent. Oh, do you also think that I'm stupid and naive? Adam looked surprised and said, No, of course not. I know Brian. He was always too charming with the I don't think that you were naive. You were just caught off guard. I'm just worried about you. Eela blushed a little as he said this. Oh, thanks. Don't worry, I can take care of myself, but thanks for your concern. By the way, how are things with Claire? Ella asked. Claire was Adam's girlfriend. They dated since high school. Oh, um, we broke up recently, Adam said, as he looked down sadly. Oh, sorry to hear that. I thought that you guys were going strong. Ella said. Nah, we ended up agreeing that we wanted different things in life. She just recently started dating someone else, he explained. Well, good night. I'll head back and let you sleep, Adam said, as he started to open the window. Okay, good night, Adam. I really think that Peter's a good guy. Don't worry about me, Ella replied, as she watched him climb down the trellis. They waved goodbye and she closed the window. As Leila closed the window, Adam looked up and watched her walk away from it. He smiled but as he headed back into his house, he slowly furrowed his eyebrows as a look of worry passed by his face. For the next few weeks, Leila and Peter spent their time after school in the library. They did the research on their literature project and spend time in town as they got to know each other. Better. Ayla told him about her family and how she was the only child and that everyone in her school avoided her because they thought that she was cursed or something. Peter told her that he could relate as he was always the outcast in his family and people always avoided him because he was different both understood what it was like to feel different in a world where everyone was too small-minded. When Leela asked him how he was different from the others, he said that he had different views about the world and that he did not fit in with the neighborhood kids. Nila joked that he may be a loner in Seattle, but the ghost in Red Fox liked him a lot and very soon, he would have a lot of friends. When Leela prodded her Peter changed the subject and asked her about her life in Red Fox. They spent a lot of time together and Leela barely saw her friends after school as she would make excuses to be alone with Peter. Leela barely talked much with to her mother after their fight and she also avoided talking to her father whenever he came home. Nila started going to a school library to study on the weekends when her parents were home and barely said a word to them when she came home. One Friday afternoon after school, Nila and Peter walked to the library to work on their project. As they reached the entrance, Beth, Nat and Nancy walked out. Oh hey guys, we are just heading out to Salem. Want to join us? We are going shopping, Beth asked them enthusiastically. No thanks, Beth. Peter and I have to work on our literature project. But have fun without us, Leila replied. Oh, okay. See you later then, Beth said, as she looked rejected. See you guys later, Peter said, as the group left. As they and Peter walked away and into the library, Ned said, Man, that sucks. We haven't talked much with Peter and Layla lately. I mean, I get that they're going through the honeymoon phase and everything, but they could at least hang out with us occasionally. Beth looked sad and said, Yeah, I kind of miss Layla. I thought that we could all hang out together, and I'm happy for her. But I am starting to not like the way she and Peter cling to each other all the time. Guys, come on. I'm sure that Lena and Peter just want to know more about each other. We were constantly, interrupting their date, Nancy said. Oh, by the way, Nancy, speaking of dates, what's going on with you and Fred? Beth asked. Nancy blushed a bright shade of pink as she said, What are you talking about? Nothing is going on between us. We're just friends. Yeah, right, Nancy. Friends don't spend almost every lunch period hiding away in the library alone, Nat Easter. Trust me, Nat, nothing is going on. You've just been busy discussing about the mothers, Nancy said dryly. Okay, if you say so, Nat shrugged. Anyway, Fred told me that his dad and the rangers have managed to catch a few sightings of the wolf on their hunts, but they haven't caught the wolf yet. We have been doing research on wolves, and the wolf killing in our town is similar to a normal wolf killing, except for one difference. The wolf or wolves who killed Brian and Sarah only ate their hearts, and wolves usually eat all of the organs in the body. Brian and Sarah were only mauled and had their heart eaten, something doesn't add up. It's Beth and the group walked past a row of lockers, They passed by Tess and her click, who ignored them. Layla has been spending an awful lot of time with Peter. Do you think they're dating? Jess asked. Tess scowled and said, Ugh, forget about them. Both of them deserve each other, weirdos. Let's go to Salem and have fun. But aren't you pissed? I thought you liked Peter, Alisa said. I did, but if he thinks that Leila is like better than me, maybe he's not worth my time after all, Tess replied. Anyway, my parents constantly arguing and Adam constantly whining about his ex. I need a break from all this drama. What I just want is a fun night out. Come on girls, let's go do karaoke or watch a movie. Leila and Peter decided to have a night out alone in town. After an hour of studying, they booked a ticket online to watch a romance movie called Mick and Dora's Playlist. They quickly hurried to catch the 6.30pm show at an old cinema that had the name of the film showing that day, printed in red on a white screen. They showed their online ticket to the cinema staff at the entrance at the ticket booth and the staff printed out a physical ticket for them. They entered the building and the carpets were black with old style patterns. The walls were white with some classical paneling. There were a few people gathering outside the theater halls waiting for the movies to start. Leila and Peter Bought some popcorn from a food kiosk and waited at the back and showed their tickets to the staff when they entered. The theatre was small, with an old style curtain hanging over the projector screen. They decided to sit in the middle and sat on the comfy red chair. As the movie started, Lila thought she heard a familiar voice but decided that maybe it was just her imagination. Halfway through the movie, she decided to use the toilet. As she made her way up the stairs, she thought she saw someone familiar. The toilet was at the back of the building and on the outside. She entered the alleyway and went into the toilet. The toilet was quite clean and had black stall doors and white towels. As she emerged from the toilet a few minutes later, she was cornered by Tessa's click. They wore thick jackets and skimpy skirts with tights as they stared at her. They moved in on her and cornered her into the wall. So, the little witch decided to spoil all night, just said menacingly. Alyssa snickered from behind, and she walked up to Layla and poured a cup of coke over Layla's head. No one to save you now, freak, Elisa said. Keep her busy. I'll text Tess and tell her to talk to Peter. We made the right choice to stay in town tonight. Now we can kill two birds with one stone. Make sure she knows her place. And a freak like her doesn't deserve to be with someone like Peter. There's no way Peter likes her. She's too much of a freak, Elisa said to Jess. Jess walked toward Layla and slapped her. You're all alone now, little witch. Let's have some fun, Jess said. You made a lot of trouble for tests. And you now you're going to pay, Alyssa said. I guess you guys haven't learned your lesson, Layla mumbled. Sorry? Say that again. I can't hear you, Alyssa asked as she leaned in with her ear to Layla's lips. As Layla didn't respond, Alisa slapped her a second time and spat in her face. As Alisa laughed, she didn't notice Layla's hand move. As she started to glow, Layla looked up at them and they screamed as her eyes turned white. She lifted a hand and Alyssa was lifted off her feet as she struggled to breathe, almost as if an invisible hand was holding her up by her throat. Jess screamed and tried to run away but was pushed onto the wall as Leila turned to her and flicked her hand as the moonlight started to shine brighter in the sky. Peter burst out of the back door with Tess and looked at Lisa in the air while Jess was screaming beside him. He looked at Leila and stepped back in fear. Leila, he spoke. When she looked at Peter. Layla snapped out of her trance and Elisa dropped to the ground while Jess was let go. As Layla looked around her in confusion, she took in the scene and turned to Peter. What happened? she asked him. Jess sobbed and ran away while Alisa picked herself up and followed her. So, the rumours were true? Tess said in horror, she quickly ran after the two girls. I should never have talked to you," Peter said, as he walked away from her. "Peter, wait! I didn't mean to hurt them," Hila called out, but he ignored her. Hila walked home in a daze, and just lay in bed, weeping that night. The next day, Hila woke up and felt like she had a headache. As Hila shivered in her bed, she looked out the window and saw that it had started snowing in Red Fox. The windows were frosted over. She took a bath and changed into a clean pair of clothes. The weekend passed by uneventfully. Anila tried to do her homework, but she couldn't focus. She barely left her room, and when her parents tried to talk to her, she just ignored them. I've come to the end of my podcast. And I'll be uploading part 5 soon So stay tuned I hope you enjoy this story See you again next time